Welcome, Pay Me Semi listeners. Today is a very special day for multiple reasons. <laughs> uh, we have a guest on that I have been wanting to have on the podcast for months. And it is also the first time in Pay Me Semi history where we are interviewing a guest on their birthday. We back. Love to see it. You got to. <laughs> Happy birthday and welcome to the Michael Penn the second, aka Crash Prez, aka uh um, anyway y'all know him. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, and happy birthday. How are you doing on this Aquarius birthday morning? I have um I was playing a show on Friday with Nico Play, this Mexican dude. Um I'm pretty sure he's Mexican. And he lives in Chicago, and I met him through like a bunch of mutual friends. And he put out an EP, and he told me to hop on his show. And um, Javier Reyes from Post Animal, who also has his own solo stuff, playing it as well. So I kind of felt like shit all day. And then I played that show, and I felt better. And it's not a good precedent to set. I kind of hate that for me. But the next day, I just went to. The other homies video shoot went to a Victor Internet video shoot and then Momie Golly, the ruler they were playing. This abortion benefit yesterday were like a bunch of people were playing. A bunch of people I saw yesterday was at the abortion benefit too. So I popped out to that and kind of just kicked it and met some new people and just watched music for the whole day. So we're playing shit by ear. Probably gonna do the same thing today, play shit by ear. Um I I was saying like it's just real difficult to, you know. Yeah, I want to be celebrated and all that, but it's like COVID exists. (laughs) Uh, It still exists. And um, the world's crazy. And I don't know. I might just tell the whole game, pull up to watch Puss in Boots or something like that. Yeah. That might really have to be the way. I don't know what else to do. Really. So good. I think that's a great birthday movie. Kofi, you have to see Puss in Boots too. Like, (laughs) I've seen it twice already in theaters. It is so good. (laughs) The streets is going up for this movie. (laughs) They really are. It has amazing reviews. It's so good. Um, so how are you feeling though on your golden birthday, 29 on the 29th? I ain't gonna lie, I woke up 20 minutes before this joint was about to start. I've been to sleep at three again. Come on, stop playing with him. Mark, is that my hobby? The exclusive merch. I, Nobody I has my commie merch. We had to support Dizelle. Had to support Dizelle, you heard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, no, nah, like, I forgot. I got, like, one of, like, the little seven inches that were actually affordable. I don't got, like, no crazy, like, I don't got, like, a dollar menu or a paper hitty or no shit like that. But this came with it. So I'm like, this is cool. It's like funny. I see somebody come to my house and drink out of this shit. I'm like, you're not an investor. Why are you picking that one up? Like, I find that real <laughs> funny. I find that real interesting, bro. Like, why are you doing? But, um, damn, what was the question? <laughs> 29 on the 29th. Golden 29 birthday. 29. 29 How are you feeling? 29's big. That's, yeah, I'm hit. I don't. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm make, about to make Roddy Rich Atlas. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, this shit crazy. I don't know. This is really crazy. It's like, the years really are moving faster and faster and faster. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, Tell me, me about not me pushing 30 gang not me pushing 30 that's yeah wild. what is Same. that remember how the fuck old that felt when he was like 15 
it's like everything 25 onwards been on turbo but the past three years have been so goddamn slow it's like you feel they move so fast but you feel every second because the shit just upended i remember what i was doing like this day last year <laughs> like it was yesterday you know, you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I'm about to do a, a similar version of what the fuck that was. I'm about to go to hair. Yeah. I'm about to goddamn, you know? Yes. It's going to vibe, I guess. Well, you know, I, not, <clears throat> to, not to toot our own horn, <laughs> but I think that this is a really great thing, uh, exercise for you to do on the morning of your birthday, because we're about to get into, you know, some very reflective questions. And I hope that this is a good start to your day. So while we're talking about um, 15 year old selves, why don't we go back in time? <laughs> Not you with this fucking voice. <laughs> Not too much on them. Not too much on them. Not too much. Not too much. Let's, let's too take much. it back. <laughs> I'm in my Oprah bag right now. <laughs> Who I share a birthday with the fuck? Oh yeah, mm. iconic Aquariuses. Um, let's go back to the beginnings, Michael. Let's talk about you know how did you know you wanted to get into music like this for real, and what was that? What were those beginning stages like for you? Oprah was born in Mississippi. <laughs> that checks me. out. Yeah, it do. News <laughs> to me. That's news to me, but it, it gives. Yeah, it do. Um, how I started music, I just kind of came to it because, like, uh, I had no personality for real. Like, at that age, my personality was very much like, you go to school. <laughs> it had no hobbies, no shit like that. Like, I played what, what age? back in the day, but this was 13, actually. Um, yeah, I, it's so funny when I mentioned, like, I used to play video games and shit. Like, I had all my consoles and shit. And they used to be like, yeah, I can tell you was a gamer. I'm like, the fuck up. Shut up. But um, I came to it because, I mean, I had homies who rap. But there was a teacher that made beats and shit. I don't even think I had him for a class, per se. But he was running, like, a little after-school jump. And I went in there and got on a jump and kind of just wrote on the spot. And I... uh I sounded awful, but it was like so exhilarating to hear myself like that. Cause niggas used to listen to the radio, you know what I'm saying? And being on like the earliest versions of YouTube and shit. Like that's what I'm used to when I used to like trying that. Now like I was like, I guess writing was always like my thing to begin with. Excuse me. Um this has always been my tool, like my chosen tool. Like it, it just came to me for real. Like I don't even feel like there was a day where I necessarily picked writing up. In particular, because like I wrote poetry and stuff too. I was a slam poet. I, I went to Cupsy and all that shit. I went to BNV and all that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's be for real. I had that arc. I was in first wave, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's have I had the arc. But back then, like I met people in that room, like over that course of a couple of weeks, that like I know to this day, which is ridiculous. Like I met my nigga Chris who passed away. I met Avion in there for real. Um met a bunch of people that went through there and kind of like it's like from there my world opened up it's just the people that I was choosing the people who I befriended especially moving into high school and stuff too like I met Matt Vista Maple and Vista in high school I met Surrey U in high school um my nigga Knight like just a, a whole wave of people it's like it just kind of just 
happened naturally, like one thing to the next, of who I chose to surround myself with and who I felt most comfortable with is always like artists and people that just tapped into creative stuff. Um, my god sister Kubi, like she was doing photography and shit like that too. And she's an artist, like she's a fire ass artist. She's got an MFA, like she teaches shit now. Um, yeah, it just kind of, I think I made the right choice. You know, I was going to ask, so you went from hip-hop to poetry? Is that the pipeline? Like, Well, no, nah, it was it was almost simultaneous. I, think, I, def- I definitely think I did poems first. Okay. I did poems first, <clears throat> I think. And then once I started the music shit, I couldn't put that shit down because it was just so thrilling to me to be able to figure that joint out. And I have recorded equipment at the house like the like a little USB jump, my dad bought me a USB jump for Christmas or whatever, and I just would always be in the basement on the computer. I would go home, I would open FL Studio, try to like um, make beats. I made beats for a brick. I quit because I hated it. Um, like, oh, let me let me let me not even talk about my nigga uh, Shane, DJ Shine, and, and Knight also as well. Met them in middle school too. We would go to Shane house. He had FL Studio. We try to record on Shane jump. We would like send each other like packs and uh crap files and all that and try to teach each other how to do shit and i was kind of like just young niggas using the internet too is what tied that together like being in real life too but also like being tapped in off the internet like learning that i've been on twitter since 09 you know what i'm saying like i met people from then that i'm so cool with now like in real life off of that because i was just stumbled into a certain corner of the internet that like i don't know really like charles hamilton and shit and mm. you know, like that was just Whoa. Like, the was all making music and shit. Like it was, um, yeah. I've been, I'm, yeah, I'm that years old. I'm Star Chaser years old, exactly. Like, mm. like I'm talking about young niggas on the internet were just saying whatever the fuck. And I know nothing, nothing about no consequences. I know nothing about blowing up. I know nothing about no industry. Nothing. No streaming. No none of that. Like niggas come from iPod Nanos. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not iPod Touches. Like it's not even what the fucking Spotify. Like what is that? Like. It don't exist yet. New when music is- cartel, two dope boys every day. I'm from that. Two dope now were you on now right? Two dope boys now right. The roots all, all right. right. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> all of it. What was it like? Sort of like because it sounds like you had people from like school, but also like community from like online. What was it like meeting those people offline and like sort of creating a network? I- I think I have like good luck with that because I guess people just haven't been super weird. Mm-hmm. Like I rock with these people actually. Like you can rock with them on the internet. You can present whoever you want to be on the internet. Like it's not the same. It's like tapping in in real life. But uh, I, yeah, I've had very good luck with that, and it's one of the things I enjoy the most. I was telling niggas like all through my undergrad, especially like using Twitter, especially through undergrad for real when that was like the primary mode remember when like twitter was the place where memes started at not tiktok remember that shit so like i just would move around as much as i can and one would inform the other to where it's like i would be in madison and shit making noise with my people and then i would like take little trips to chicago little trips to milwaukee eventually trips to minneapolis and shit and just from balancing one into the other and just like connecting all these dots it's like i started i looked up and i know so many people like yeah it just really so kind of was natural for real so you started out like musically you started out in wisconsin no hell no maryland niggas think that oh <laughs> you know oh, yeah i was like that's why i reacted that way i was like whoa <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah no 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 niggas think it's, right. niggas think of wisconsin it's funny as fuck no, I'm from maryland. yeah um, that was 
That was going to be yeah. one of my questions is like, is, is Maryland the South? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Michael and I talk about this all the time. We have a little debate, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little ongoing debate about that. But I'm curious. I mean, I think that's a consistent question we ask our guests on this podcast and something we're constantly exploring is like, how did the place where you grew up like influence the what you're doing now like how is that integral or is it at all and also I'm curious to know about like your family upbringing like what was what was playing in the house when you were like five and do you think that that had an influence on you pursuing music my play in the house thing is different because like I know everybody's like my mom will clean the crib to this or like my dad will ride me around in his car to this and it's like I don't really associate a lot of the memories with that I mean music was on isn't like niggas listen to the radio and all that but I don't really think of super seminal albums or anything like that that would just like define when I was six I remember this or this that, and that. like it don't really work like that for me um like I remember like 93.9 95.5 like I would, that would be on in the car and you would just listen to whatever was on the car and I remember what people like like I remember my mom like you know crazy love come on she turning that shit up um Eventually, I could kind of halfway rap Hope's verse or whatever to myself. And like A. Marie, one thing, which was recorded in Fort Washington, nigga. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that comes on. Obviously, it's got go go background. So, like, she's going to turn that joint up. Like, um, the vaguest memory I have of my dad, like, he had Snoop Dogg CDs in the crib and all that. But, like, um, see, I, have, I was about to say something. I can't even say what I'm about to say. I can't even say my memory because, like, I'm keeping that to myself. Like I have, I have an idea. I don't even want to put it in the ether because I'm gonna just chill. I'll literally text you it. I'll literally text you all that jump. But now, like, I have a certain a specific memory of that too. He tried to act like he grew out of rap, like rap is something you grow out of. Mm. That's like be for real, please be for right. real. No, fuck me up. This nigga actually was a rapper. Briefly. Really? I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> Virtually, like, never talked about it. Like, he was, he was like, he rapped in the go-go band. He mentioned them maybe once, one time. But then recently he was talking about some other shit. And he's mentioned that, again, that, like, he rapped in his go-go band when he was, like, a teenager and all that. But it wasn't very long then because people started going to college and, like, the band kind of broke up or whatever, like, typical shit. And um, I was like, what do you do in a band again? He said, I rap. I'm like, so when he saw me rapping, he said, I knew where you got it from. Mm. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like, you know, like, literally, <laughs> how the fuck? How the fuck? How the fuck? How the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, I suppose with like, <laughs> like, like, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, that, that blew me for real. That really threw me off. Um, but yeah, a lot of my music discovery was having access to the internet and like browsing around on music choice on demand and like just finding shit like that. Um, that's kind of how I found like a lot of like, it's kind of how I got into rhyme stairs stuff, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Same. Um, and I was into Doom because uh, I've watched MTV2 a lot and Gorilla's Demon Days was out and like Dare and um, Feel Good Inc. and Kids With Guns was like having a rotation. So my grandma, my grandmother, a God-fearing woman, bought me Demon Days from Circuit City. The fuck? And um, she's like, it's not no demonic stuff on there. I'm like, no, 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 no. It really wasn't, though. But uh, 
November was come. November has come was on that jump. And that's the first time I heard Doom. And that's the first time I heard a nigga rap like that ever in my life. I didn't know you could even rap like that. So that off top, like, spurred me to a whole different direction. Like, if I didn't pick that joint up, who the fuck knows what I would rap like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Doom basically influenced everybody, but it was, like, that one and, and Rhinestone Cowboy and, um, like, Seven's Travels era atmosphere, I guess. Uh, first rap show I ever went to was, like, Atmosphere, Paint, Paint That Shit Gold Tour, 930 mm. Club, D.C. That was the first rap show I ever really went to. My aunt stood in the balcony just let me be front row. Um, as far as Maryland, that's way so deviated from the question. Maryland, um, that's where I cut my teeth at. That's where I met a lot of my people at. That's where I just kind of learned how to record it all. It's kind of just do shit ourselves because we didn't have no concept of the industry. We ain't had no, we had no real big homies for real. I mean, kind of like I had like my poetry mentor and shit, like Patrick Washington, you know what I'm saying? Like Tahira, uh, when we ended up going to, um, to, BNV together in 2010 um, on the same poetry shit. And Patrick was like rapping and doing poetry and shit. That nigga was on Deaf Poetry Jam. Like, no, it's taboo to say that now. But like, like, he was on that jump. Where is this shit? Since I can move around with my other hand, I'm literally about to show y'all something. Wow, this is ridiculous. It's usually very easily on hand. I should have had it on hand before the interview. When I find it, I'll show it to you. But um, yeah, all that stuff together, like I think something in particular that DC, Maryland, I'm from Maryland. Let me put that on record. I'm not a DC nigga. No, I was born in DC. That Columbia Hospital for Women. It don't exist no more. But you know that shit do not matter. It's where you come up at. And the thing that's fucked up, I was talking to Matt about this over the holidays, like. Fort Washington is like damn near Charles County. It's like you go up the road and it's Waldorf, Ag Peak, all that shit. That's Charles County. Like we, we on the borderline of PG County, which is even more fucked up. So like, you know, niggas be real territorial about that shit. It's different now if you know Maryland got their way. Then, um, I think people are starting to share a little bit more. You know, it's not like you ain't a Bama automatically from Maryland. You know, that's how niggas get out. Like DC has supremacy in the equation or whatever the fuck. But um, Maryland taught me how to be anywhere and like just be a hybrid and just try to be as thorough as possible wherever I'm at because like you can't bullshit around being from where I'm from. Like niggas get straight to shit, niggas see straight through shit and you can't just get away with shit. We not passive aggressive, we not like, we not like that for real. Like we get to the heart of shit. And, and I could be in New York, I could be in LA, I could be in Chicago sometimes, I could be wherever I'm at. And you will find somebody that's from Maryland, that's from DC, that's from Baltimore, that's from Richmond. Like we we finesse everywhere. At Pitchfork, literally at Pitchfork, I met these ladies that, like did media shit. And they was all from Virginia and Norfolk, or, like Virginia Beach, whatever the fuck. I'm like, I was just like, damn, we literally are everywhere in plain sight, always. And I seen them like a couple hours later. And she's like, I was thinking about what you said. Like we are literally everywhere. I'm like, no, like DMV niggas is literally everywhere. Like we we touch the culture in so many ways and niggas do not be stamping the way they're supposed to. But we're literally everywhere all the time. Like, it's crazy. Niggas to the point where niggas think I'm a Wisconsin nigga. Or like, no, I'm like at least Chicago adjacent nigga. But like, my brown from Maryland. Like, I'm from DG County, bro. They're like, what? Are you from? I thought you was from Madison. I'm like, I went to school in Madison. Yeah, like, I lived a long time in Madison, but I'm not from Madison. Madison's where like, I got a lot of like attention at first. And like that was foundational for me building my own connections outside of the context of where I grew up at. Because 
outside of my friends, outside of the network I had there, it wasn't like you had all the opportunities in the world to build every connection that will be sustainable. And since we try and go get some money, because the game was so different than like, it was put free mixtapes out. It wasn't like monetized. It wasn't like sell your own merch. It wasn't like, at least for niggas who was like 17, 18, 16, like these were not thinking about that shit at all. Like, but that was, yeah, it was my start. I wouldn't be right here if I didn't start right there and shit. I often wonder if I didn't come to the Midwest at all, like what my music would be like or what type of person I would be. Because even back then, like so much of like my musical DNA is like so spiritually connected to the Midwest, whether it was like Rhyme Serious stuff, whether it was like he who shall not be named or like, <laughs> or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of shit that I was into very much all over the place. Um, I'm thinking about like niggas like Tony, Tony the sound man. He used to always say like, my kids is in that mic. Like when he used to give us the mic and she would engineer stuff and just, and a uh, new vegan in DC. Yes. There used to be Everlasting Life Cafe. That's where niggas was rapping at like every weekend. Mm. It was it was Everlasting Life. It was Art Under Pressure eventually. It was the Freeze, the Fridge or the Freeze. It was motherfucking uh, Mocha, like this random art gallery and shit in Georgetown. It was, um, the spots changed a lot, but Sonya Sound Man is married to Mont Dukes, bruh. Like Jay Dilla's mom. Oh yeah. Like wow. It's crazy to see what people end up in. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially as we're all in like the same age range, um, like how technology has changed so much throughout our lifetimes. And, you know, you being in the game for like however what how many years is it like that's the that is the thing because like what is the what constitutes being in the game to whichever level it's also subjective but it's like i don't work in the industry i don't know where i am in the industry it's so weird because like it's it's literally the biggest skyscraper in the world yeah that 70 floors and niggas is slight co-workers even though we not and we're all just kind of trying to figure out what floor we at who we can kick it with by the water cooler, who I'm mm-hmm. who I would kick it with outside of work. And then like, how am I gonna get from this level to over there somewhere? Like you can walk past niggas that's on level 69 and you're on level three, and it's like you right. nod at each other. That don't mean we got the same thing in common, even though we do the same thing, we're not the same type of thing. It's so confusing. Well, that's what I was gonna bring up is that like um it seems like the pathway throughout your lifetime has like constantly shifted. Like mm-hmm. the industry itself is like requiring different things in order to like have your shit out there. So how, ha- what has it been like navigating that? Cause like you were saying, it's like back in the day, you know, when you were just getting started, it's just like put mixtapes out online. And now it's like 16, 17 year olds have to like be a brand instantly to enter. And that like, it's crazy. <laughs> So and burn yourself out, like work yourself yeah. to death. Yeah, yeah. Upload every day, drop 70 songs an hour, or you're not important. Yeah. Like, it's just goofy. How are it's you? so goofy. How are you doing it? Like, how are you? I don't know. I remember, I remember like being 22, 23, and meeting like 18, 19 year olds. And the way they would talk about how, like, 
like photographers and shit, it would just be like, if I don't drop such and such, if I don't make it by this age, like, I feel like I, I didn't do it right. I failed. I'm like, you know how fucking young you are? Like, that don't make no sense. I'm like 23 thinking like that. I'm like, do you know how much life you have to live? Like, that don't even make sense. What do you, that doesn't make sense. Like, it, by that logic, I failed already. What are we talking about? Like, that don't, right. it don't math, bro. It really don't math. Like, would things you, have changed so many times. Go ahead. Do you think that like part of that, uh, expectation of that timeline is because of like nepo babies and access like because the, the people that are blowing up at like 23 like have the fucking have everything at their <laughs> fingertips to blow up at 23 in any creative field you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that yeah that and um or they get really lucky and they have no support system mm -hmm. like no adequate support system to usher somebody through that you can't there's no training for that. There's no workshop you can take on being famous because that could look so different to so many people. And like the way it happens to you is not the way it's going to happen to somebody else. You can study everyone's journey, trajectory, pathways into whatever field they were doing. And it does not guarantee that your pathway is going to look remotely similar to theirs. It doesn't mean anything. You can barely take that as an example. Like if anything, you could just reference it. You might have some similarities and some overlap, but it's like, you're not them, they're not you, like. And- You just putting shit out, tweeting a million times. We didn't know what, we knew what brand building was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, niggas, I used to run like the Tumblr and shit, the clan, like I used to, like my homies and shit, I used to run that junk, like make sure everybody's shit, our links was all together and all our mixtapes was on the same page and anybody could get to it. And like, um, we was running Twitter up like crazy. Remember when people used to change their they profile pictures? Like, all that like we we kind of knew what he was doing a little bit but we didn't know what that how to turn that into money we just kind of playing a lot of it like everybody else it's like you drop this maybe you'll get into a boys post maybe this will be the day shit changes maybe you might fuck around and get a million views the million views in 2010 is you're getting a million dollar deal what is a million views now a million views is like nigga, a couple thousand people might hurt you like right it's so different now yeah i guess yeah so my question is maybe this is like a I don't know, asking the same question, but what is your relationship to like visibility? Like there was that that era, that time of like, maybe you're posting YouTube videos, maybe you have your mixtape on that pip, right? But like, we're in a different era now. So how do you feel like, do you feel pressure to like promote yourself, promote your brand? Are you sort of just like, I'm making content and whatever happens, happens? Like, how do you feel about it? It's funny because like, um ian like my brother he like he said that like i'm such a good marketer and i'm like what is that what no he's like stop playing you're a good marketer i'm like is that the case i kind of feel like sort of my brand strategy has always just been like figure it the fuck out i haven't um as far as the content part of it the art part it's hard enough to do the damn art part like i'm a procrastinator i'm a perfectionist it's hard enough to get that part down so then have to like I don't know, dance a million times. Like that is the mm -hmm. shit that, that, oh my God. It's like to the point where like, you could drop stuff on Twitter in 2010 and you might get the right amount of retweets might get over there. That person might retweet because that was the primary mode and function. If you know TikTok right now, bro, how the fuck are you finna get found? I know it's not the one way to get found, but it's like, I forgot what the stat was. Like basically half of music discovery right now is on TikTok because TikTok fucked the world up in a very short amount of time. And that's how you can literally find any niche of any people that you want and the randomest shit could blow up. I don't seen it change the lives of people that I know. 
literally like their work from like 2015 16 went viral without their hand in it they're not even acting on tiktok like that and now they're the biggest they've ever been now they're playing seth myers and i'm talking about wunderbar now they're playing seth myers now their tours are selling out like crazy like it's just i've seen it i've seen it i've mm-hmm. seen that shit change people's lives it's crazy my relationship to it right now i need to get on there i guess because and you know, we talking about music discovery if we talking about finding my people more of my people then i gotta be where everybody's at and we gotta see what's to it but i mean obviously we're talking about algorithms like it's not like i may not have the same experience I may not have the same success you know like that shit it, you know how it'd it be choosing you know who they'd be choosing you know what it'd be choosing you know how it'd be choosing so like i also kind of struggle with that because like, the older i get the less i feel like I want to publicize all my fucking opinions constantly. Like, I don't care to do that anymore. Like, I'd rather talk to people that I will send it in a group chat. I will send it, I will text it to a nigga. I don't feel like I need to stand on the stage and speak everything I think. I will read y'all niggas' thoughts all day. And even that's starting to get on my fucking nerves. Because happy y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> Nobody really, I just, <laughs> wow. I just spoke this, the dude, Brandon from Wunderbar just texted me. I just spoke him up. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. He's, that's, <laughs> that's fucked up. That, it's power to that shit. It's power to that shit. I just spoke him up. That's crazy. But no, like, um, I don't lost my damn train of thought because that really threw me. Uh, every time that happens, it throws me off. I'm like, nah, the universe, people be listening. Energy gets that's to true. people. That's it's the true. algorithm. I believe that. You heard, like, <laughs> that shit. The energy gets to people. Like, how often you think about somebody and then they call you? Or, like, vice That's versa? True. Like, it's energy to that. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about them the other day. Nah, um, I really did lose my train of thought, though. No, I, you were talking about being visible, and I, I feel like the older you get, the less interested you are. I mean, I definitely feel like I talked to Kofi about this. My social, mm-hmm. my relationship to social media has changed a lot. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, like, you know, we're all in the same age range. So like I've had like this year is my 11th year of having Instagram, which is like insane. And I just don't feel interested in sharing as much as I once was, you know? Mm. And I think it's, part yeah. of it, part of it is like, I don't have the energy to like, like have stuff reflected back to me you know what I'm saying Mm. like Mm. have the consumption of me or hear the results of the consumption I don't know so how do you navigate that well I mean we just talked about it but in an industry that requires you to requires it (laughs) the thing that the hurdle I've been jumping over for real for real is like um it's a game of perception yeah to where how you proceed it dictates whether or not you eat literally mm. like, why are you always worried about how people think about you because it dictates how i eat mm-hmm. to one degree or another it dictates if i'm getting opportunities if people are hearing what i'm saying if it's even registering the way it would like it, it all depends and I- um but I was going to say, I feel like that's being a Black person in general. Period. Exactly. You know? Period. Literally. So then you got to monetize this shit? Like, yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting. Like, yeah. I think about perception in the sense where it's like when I was maneuvering in whatever the hell the past two years have been, really, as far as like me maneuvering myself in a public sense, like, 
it was to the point where I felt like people were coming to me and following me for a whole bunch of things, whether it's the journalistic work I was doing, mostly at BNP or music or both or a good combo when I was doing that or like just whatever weird butter seeing me at a show like eight years ago and following me through that or whatever like when I was trying to take a step back from media spaces in particular like it felt very deliberate for me because I know it'll sound silly on paper but like y'all are in it so y'all y'all get it y'all not like y'all not like in the music industry for real really but y'all get what I'm saying because you you, you observe it, y'all students of the game like me so it's like do I want to be outwardly perceived as somebody who is in the media culture? Because there are pathways through that. Do I want to be on a breakfast club? Do I want to go work for major radio? Do I want to go to podcast route? Do I want to sell the podcast to somebody? Do I want to keep it independent? Do I want to try to get like a head writer job at the Times or like a magazine or whatever the utility of that would be? Like, where do, where do you want to go from there? But no matter what pathway I was looking at, my whole point was like, I'm here to do music. I'm here to create shit. And there are probably people like or, or journalists and shit and writers that end up screenwriters, end up doing this, end up doing that, like end up in Hollywood. Like it all depends on like what type of way you play it and like what sort of relationships you build and again, how you're perceived. But I was kind of getting sick of being perceived as a motherfucker who always need to have an opinion about some shit. And if I'm here to make art, if I'm here to do that primarily, I don't feel like, participating in that ecosystem having to chase people down to pay my invoices all the time like if i have to shift my public persona in a certain direction to get you to pay more attention to things so niggas don't get confused then the past year and a half two years has been me trying to strategize around how that looks for me effectively as far as like nigga this is, we do art nigga. we interview push a t when we feel like it <laughs> but like nigga we do music like we do art like i song right actually and i I'm, I'm playing these shows and like come on now like people are always like i miss good convo or like i'm like i miss when you used to write like it sucks that you don't write like that burnout it, i'm burnt the fuck out this shit burned me out that journalism shit burned me out and it's like it's so annoying it's so annoying i'm so annoyed by it like my engagement to it is so different now i remember being 23 and green as fuck and wondering how i was gonna like be on noisy and shit now nah, niggas done been on vice niggas done been on niggas done wrote magazine covers niggas done did all that shit. And that's cool because like when I was 13, I had a drawer full of double XL shit, wondering how the fuck I was gonna do that. And I did that. I did that. I got from there to here somehow. I didn't live in New York or LA. I didn't, I didn't have all that shit. I didn't have no OG showing me through it. I just met people wherever I was at, and it made sense somehow. It made itself make sense. And I can't believe it. But for me to look at me now and look at me 10 years from now, a lot of shit got to shake differently and niggas got to make the right moves. And I don't know what that is, but niggas is trying, I guess. But the visibility thing, it gets on my nerves a lot because like the fact that even like Instagram's not going to go unless you post your face. Like, I post my fucking Help face every it. day. Like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same pose and shit over and over again with a different background. Swipe, show, show flyer. Like the show flyer itself, not even gonna go. Unless you're like about to go on tour with Beyonce or some shit. Everybody gonna click that. But <laughs> well, speaking of visibility and perception, I wanted to take a minute to talk about like being a queer person in a hyper masculine industry. And I don't know, like your relationship to that and how the 
decision came about to be like open with that and mm-hmm. how's that going <laughs> how's that how's that going hey how that gay shit going how's it going <laughs> yeah nigga yeah see what that gay shit huh yeah, good luck with that nigga like, for real though. how's that going for you <laughs> i don't how do you think it's going like how, how do i don't know like is it work is it working <laughs> you like me is it working mm. I don't know. That's some whole other shit too. I don't know. Like, I feel so stupid. It's like it's me. Like, why the fuck I got a brand around that shit too? It's so dumb. Yeah. Mm. Like, Mm. it's so. Well, that's that's a quick. Well, you kind of answered it, but I'm curious to know: is that something that you want people to know about you? Like, I mean, yeah, that don't know you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I speak on that shit. I rap about that shit, and niggas don't be listening, bro. Niggas don't yeah. listen to them. Niggas don't listen. Where is that sound? They don't be listening to that shit, bro. It it blew my mind how I did a show like a year ago. With my homies and shit. I did half the songs are about gay shit, and I step out, and there's this gay dude that I knew from school, and like we was in conversation, and I brought up I'm gay, and he didn't know what I was talking about. But you just watched me rap for thirty minutes, and fifteen minutes of that shit we was talking about that. How the fuck you ain't hear that? He's like, you he was going so fast. I wasn't going that goddamn fast. I wasn't going that fucking fast. I don't know if niggas think I'm joking. I don't know if niggas think like, I don't know. I don't know what people would think. Like if I got like a, if TikTok gave me a hundred million stream song right now, like who would acknowledge me? Like if, if I got a hundred million stream song right now and it was gay as shit, right? But I was barring out, the flows was crazy. The beats crazy. Like I got a video out. I look flies fucking that jump. Like the fizz goes crazy. People are really receiving it well. I'm getting the headlines and shit. If I had an Ice Spice moment right now, who would embrace me? Am I getting a little baby feature? Like, I don't know that nigga. I don't, I don't know Dominique. I don't know his politics. But like, is baby gonna hop on that remix? You know what I'm saying? Like, is drama gonna he close on a nigga? He might. He might. <laughs> he might. He might. He might. Hey, don't tell baby out. <laughs> no, I'm not. And I'm literally not. I'm like, look, Dominique. Hey, look. Hey, my boy. Hey, my boy. Like, he can fuck with me, my boy. But no, like, uh. And get a 4 p.m. chain and shit. I get signed to QC. <laughs> QC don't got no gay niggas. That we know. That we know. We don't know these niggas. We don't know these niggas. We don't know these niggas. You trying to get a nigga in trouble. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> you trying to fuck up my... I'm trying to get my motherfucking 4 p.m. chain. You talking about goddamn... Hey. I'm not. Hey. Hey, hey now. We know. Don't, really don't, don't, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. Hey, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you know, I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. So, I mean, how do you feel that the reception of <laughs> that gay like, shit. yeah, has shifted over the past couple of years with? Like Steve Lacey blowing up, and like I don't know other people. <laughs> no, nah, but that's interesting though, because like Steve Lacey isn't really hip hop for real like that. I uh, I mean I think about like mm-hmm. right now Kevin Abstract, right? Um, we gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about yeah. it. We gonna talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think fucking about, Kevin about it. And like I mean I don't listen to him like that, but I know some of his his lyrics and some of his bars reflect on. You know, like I think on the most recent two projects, he was like, I, I came out the closet and, and went platinum or something like that. Right. And I think it's like 
I wonder what the constraints and the pressures and the appeal of if you want to monetize yourself or whatever, like of, of, of displaying certain parts of yourself. Because um, we were talking about that with like selling yourself as a whole person or selling yourself in terms of like blackness. And then you got to add the. Then you got to add, you know, queerness, whatever else you want to get into. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do I do I have to? Do I want to? You know, um, I think that all fits into like, you know, pushing 30 and being like, all right, do I want to share? Do I have to share? Why? <clears throat> but it's interesting. I mean, I'm curious to hear you talk about how you land on it. That, um, the, the cabin in particular is interesting because I was just like revisiting American Boyfriend a couple of months ago. And I was like, Niggas was was hit, but niggas wasn't all the way hit back when that he was doing that jump. Like, especially yeah. around the same era as Blonde and Endless and like Moonlight came out. Like, it's around the same timing. Like, he had a profile for show, but it wasn't like the same. I feel like niggas don't. I mean, Brockhampton is Brockhampton, so you can't write that shit out. You know, you can't. But like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like Ice Spice Boys. If we get to the point where Ice Spice is saying, I like niggas, bitches too. Hey, yo, baddie, what they do? Like, we get to that part, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, casually, like, yeah, I said that because, you know, we're queer and I want people to know that. And it's just, we keep it pushing. Like, there's so many, poli- it's so many politics to it. Where the fuck do we start? Gender obviously plays a role because if girls are about being bisexual or like kind of being gay or whatever, if it's through the, the hyper masculine or the patriarchal gays, especially the way the music industry be presenting shit, then it's like, okay, that's cool because that's my fantasy and I'm not tripping about it. As opposed to like, if you're like Angel Hayes or somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a complete, like it's, it's, it's if you like if you're Mickey Blanco, if you're like, yeah, it's different. Even if you're young and made for real, like that's a whole different case in its own because it's like you know, like their their presentation of their gender and her gender and how that manifests in music. It's like you put her on in a whip, you might not even know it's a it's a lady at first, you know, because we're dealing with like a lot of the same subject matter and like a lot of the same yeah. approach and shit. But then you hear that she made me wait when she deep throat. You're like, hold on, gang. Like, yeah. But even the treatment I that Young and May gets is wild though, because like wild I think there's there's so many like I think there's like a second year anniversary right of the joke of her being like pregnant, right? People like making up rumors like, oh yeah, Young and May is finally pregnant again or whatever. And I think so much of that is rooted in like you're talking about her weight. No, not even talking about her weight, like just people making up rumors that she's pregnant just because they're like, oh, you know, like, I think it's bound up in like trying to remind her that she's a woman type of shit. Yeah, I haven't even seen that. Yeah. And I got so many weird ways that you're trying to remind or tell somebody about themselves, dog. Yeah. Nas X being bigger than all these rap niggas is so funny to me because like, first off, He's not a rapper, but people call him a rapper and over and over again. So that point where I felt like he kind of like pushed back against it a little bit when you like I read profiles about him and stuff like that. But then like yet again, I read more and more profiles as, as his, can, his career continues and people keep calling him a rapper. And I guess he's not even like fighting it no more. Do we literally say he's a pop star? The nigga's a fucking pop star. Like rap is pop, but like the nigga is a pop star. And to see niggas like Nasir get on stage at the Grammys with the nigga, it's like how do you hate on the nigga that made Old Town Road? And like Nas X is with that gay shit for real. Like we got niggas in the shower, naked nigga, and Jack Harlow here. Now what? Like the fuck? Like you can't, how you gonna hate on that nigga? What's it gonna get you? He's selling more tickets than you. <laughs> like, what's that gonna get you? Um, 
going to that show was crazy. Going to that tour was crazy. Nah, I ain't never seen, yeah, I ain't never seen an audience like that. It's like, I see like 45 year old like leather daddies and like 14 year olds on TikTok and like somebody there with like their trans like cousin. Like it's just, that shit was crazy. And like 20 something niggas, that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. It's so many ways to get this shit, but I really feel like, I don't know how many more years it's going to take for like niggas getting over like queerness as a spectacle to the point where it's like, I don't want there to be a ceiling on what the fuck I can do because I actually tell y'all niggas what the fuck I be doing. Like, right. I can, I'll, I'll be out barring y'all niggas and like, you gonna act like it's not there because what? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I feel like, you know, like the same way we talk about music industry stuff with like women can be in like four different boxes and like on four different boxes on the shelf of like, as far as like their presentation of their femininity, like, you know, it could be like a hyper feminine thing, it could, a girly thing. It could be like a, a, a nigga on the top. Like it could be, you know, you can you can oscillate between like those those boxes and shit, right? But like, I'm it's the myopicness for me. It's like the fact that I just want niggas to be able to be dynamic in whatever the fuck they can offer. You know, I feel like that lane exactly. in particular is opening up. So I'm saying like, you know, you can have a Yoshi, you can have a Rico, you can have all these people right you can have um lola brooke you can have mm-hmm. everybody girls. you're a big glow you mm-hmm. can have gloss up you can have ice spice you can have all the girls right so like when we're gonna get to the point in like the queer rap discourse where obviously these people is doing everything right all flavors of everything like shout out my niggas at y record shout out joshua virtue first of all but like can we get out of the three boxes of queerness, please? Right. Please. Please. Can we stop just reproducing what's <laughs> what's already going on? Just with the rainbow splattered on it. Can we just not <laughs> like do it? Can we please just please, please, please do something else? Mm. Something else, please. I beg of thee. Can everything get its space, is what I'm saying. Mm. present in a way is authentic to you if you want to build a world do it if you want to give it however you want to give it up bro i want the space for everybody to give it how they want to give it up can we get some more fucking options please there's more more makes and models than what y'all are are highlighting or what it's giving me like please yeah i'm so fucking bored it's fucking boring i'm bored as fuck i'm so bored i'm so bored (laughs) i'm bored with the i'm bored with the fake protest songs i'm bored with Oh. All of it. I'm bored, bro. I'm so bored. <laughs> niggas is bored. Not even fake that's, protest songs. I can't, I can't tell niggas. That, I can't tell niggas that they don't care. I can't tell niggas that they don't care. I'm not even saying it in that space. I'm just saying like. Yeah. I'm just saying like you get to a certain level of cultural production and the way you engage with the topic is. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, look, Mavi don't got a hundred million streams for real. Mavi deserves 100 million streams. Can you get 100 million streams if you pop this shit to Mavi pop? Yeah. I pray he do. I think he's on the way. That's the too. nigga. That's the yes. nigga. Yeah. Shout out North Carolina. Shout out North Carolina. <laughs> that nigga show was so inspiring. I can't wait to see him. It was so yes. inspiring. Um, on I want to, the last thing about perception and all of the things, um, as an Aquarius, <laughs> as, <laughs> as an Aquarius artist, especially. Derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> derogatory. Like, 
how do you balance what you keep to yourself and like your own world um because I think like branding and being a creative person with like such a outward facing creative process is like world creating like you're saying but what do you do for you behind the scenes because I feel like again like this industry just requires you to give so much of yourself Mm -hmm. and I know as an Aquarius it's important for you to keep your own world thriving right just not give niggas everything all the time because they know how to act for real I uh I'm still in process on that I don't really know Especially if I'm trying to get where I'm going. I know I got to give up way more than I'm giving. Even I feel like I'm giving a fucking lot. Because I've been putting mm. this shit in the music. But be, the music is don't even be mattering as much. Mm. Sometimes. It's like everything else. It's the presentation. It's the aesthetic. It's the storytelling. It's the all that shit. And like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I pour my soul out of the music and niggas be like, great, that's 15% of the job. Now, tell us more. Go on, a, go on a press cycle and tell us more about yourself. Like, mind your trauma even deeper. Like, here, give it to these niggas, bro. Fuck it. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. Especially with the shit I'm about to like put out lately, like moving forward with this year in particular. Like, there's so much shit to, that I need to say and that I want other people to have. And I enjoy sharing and I enjoy like kind of just getting it off my hands, letting other motherfuckers get something out of it. The same way I get out of people giving to the world and letting me hear that shit. Like, I enjoy it. Like, it's something that. It's valuable to me, but as far as what I can keep to myself, like what I do want to keep to myself is like the ability to be dynamic to the point where it's like, I'm going to keep niggas guessing. Like, I'm not about to just go with whatever current makes sense. I'm not going to just do the thing that's easy. I'm not going to just do the thing that's like, oh, that makes sense to do that to a, to a degree, right? To a, uh, to a, uh, just to a certain extent, right? Like I just want to honor whatever my desires are, like whatever my whims are as far as art shit, because I came in this shit selfishly. I think a lot of people come into it selfishly. I don't even mean that in a negative sense. I mean it like, you doing it, like you staring at shit, like you can't control most of what goes on in life. Like so many factors are predetermined. Art's one of the only things you can kind of ball hog and figure it the fuck out. And you can let people into that vision too, and you should. And I'm just saying like, I wanna make the shit that I think is fine. And I want other people to think it's fine. And I want to like do whatever the fuck I feel like doing. This is kind of, oh. Go ahead. Hmm? No, I mean, just from my own personal interest, this is kind of random, but like, how do you like mimic those moments of freedom off stage for yourself outside of music too? Like that moment of freedom. I don't. I don't know what that looks like. Wish I knew. I wish I knew. Like, I don't know. I wish I knew, knew, Gary. I don't know. I want to take a moment to, in, okay, this is going to be a segue to the next question, but um, just for our listeners, I, had the honor of seeing Michael perform for the first time in Minneapolis, September 2021. Uh, Legendary Link Street. Up. 
Yes. We met in person for the first time after knowing each other like a year. Um, and it was an amazing show. And honestly, like, no cap. I'm not saying this. You're going to say, you going to say the homie. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I was going to say like, no cap. I'm not saying this because you're one of my guests and one of my best friends. I like truly you were one of like the strongest, like just incredible, energetically like hype performers I've ever witnessed. Like I'm not even, not even fronting here. Like <laughs> this isn't, this is just like facts. Um, and it was an amazing show. And I say all this to say, like, if y'all ever are nearby a show where he's performing, please go see him live. He's incredible. Thank you. And yeah, so I also want to talk a little bit about, because you and I have had conversations and I think this is a general conversation that is like becoming more popular, especially because No Name has, you know, kind of one of the main ones who popped it off in like social media, but I want to know your relationship to audience and how do you feel like performing for predominantly white spaces or in predominantly white spaces and how does that impact performance if it does what are you, what's going through your mind like and also in general what's going through your mind during performance beyond just that aspect of it beyond was, audience I was explaining like performing is like the most present that I ever feel usually so that's all I can focus on and just like figure it out as I go and like read energy and give it out and take it back and like push and pull it. I always be telling mad jokes and shit, usually. I think I got better at that. Last last show I did, I kind of told mad jokes and they was laughing a lot more than usual. Like I kind of was having way more fun, way more loose with it. Um, yeah, I got a lot of fucking white fans. I do, like, I do. Like I don't have a lot of fans, but I do. And like a lot of spaces that I be in, it's, it's, it's confusing. It's confusion because like when people levy the white people like the biggest consumers, yeah, like it's way more than like that's kind of what happens. Like, I don't even think it's like just a mainstream exposure thing. I think it's just like a, if you garner popularity thing for a lot of people. Obviously, some people it's like you know your your primary base, like especially if you come about the south or something like that. It'd be black people. These new shows be black as shit, like, and that's so raw to me. Um, when that sort of space is curated, it's really special to me. Um, that's not been my experience for real. I mean, back in DC and Maryland, it was for real. It was like all niggas, like we grew up around all niggas. That's who who was talking to. As far as like about the hundreds of people I've had access to perform in front of, I've had privilege to perform in front of. It's been like a lot of white kids, like like white twenty somethings types, like 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 liberal arts college educated or whatever the fuck. It's not all. It's not everybody all the time, but it's confusing because. I want anyone who's able to tap in with the shit to tap in with the shit, but really primarily, like, I make this shit for niggas. Like, I want niggas to tap in with this shit. It's like, is it something that I'm not doing? Like, is it something I'm not branded a certain way? Like, is it, like, what space do I need to tap into to kind of get it over to certain folks? You can't control who, who taps in with what. All, the music part is all you really can't control, like, how you try to distribute and, like, how you try to frame shit on the shelf. I can't control who gets to what or who gravitates to what. Um, 
Shout out to my shout out to my niggas, first of all. Like shout out to my niggas who fuck with my shit. That shit mean the world to me. Um yeah. Especially performing for everybody over the past like decade or so. A lot of that shit was in Madison, Wisconsin. In Chicago sometimes, in Milwaukee sometimes, in Minneapolis a handful of times, but it was in fucking Madison. That shit. I see why it's funny when she tries to levy this critique and I was like, but you're playing Coachella. Do y'all want her to be fucking poor? Do y'all want her to be like I was gonna say want her to yeah, be homeless? Yeah. Like I don't understand yeah. what like nigga, like you say that and you go work at Whole Foods, like I did I tell you you can't go work your fucking shift at Whole Foods, my nigga. Like not even trying to be on some like big bank, low bank shit. I'm just saying, like, you have a job too. You niggas sit on here and critique rappers all day for taking bad deals or for not wanting to play because they actually have control over their shit. And you work a job. You sign to a label, nigga. You work a job. You work a job. You don't own a means of production. That's not a co-op, nigga. Y'all not sharing. Your boss makes more than you. What the fuck are you talking about? You signed to a label. You in a 720. You have to wake up at seven to be at work at nine. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's the point. It's literally the fucking point. We're all signed to the label. Like, 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 come on, gang. Be for real. Please be for real. She gets attacked so much for saying shit aloud. Even if it was a black man that was saying that shit, niggas would not be dick riding like that simply like literally and she's actually allows herself to be wrong and like actually facilitate dialogue with niggas niggas don't give her no grace yeah it's so it's annoying a, it's so annoying yeah i'll be reading through the comments and shit it'd be white people projecting and virtue signaling making it about themselves and not seeing past the argument and it'd be Sometimes it'd be non-blacks if you have an argument. Sometimes it'd be black people too to be having super arguments and shit, like super love arguments. It's interesting. Those comment sections are a mess. It's really interesting. Like, like you want her to drop off Coachella, but nobody else's headline is gonna drop off Coachella. Right. So she just one person alone doesn't do anything. She's not like Kobe. She's not LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> LeBron's probably one of the only niggas where it's like if he don't play, niggas would be like, shit, I'm gonna have to fuck with LeBron. We're like, that's that's <laughs> right. not the scale we're dealing with right now. Like. Why do the people who actually try to like be principled and give a fuck about what's going on have to suffer the most? Giving a fuck, especially in the music industry, but life, period. Giving a fuck is not profitable. Looking like you give a fuck can be very profitable. Looking like you give a fuck can be very profitable. Those fucks. It's, it's the grift for me. It's real mm-hmm. like, you could get, niggas could get a lot of money by looking like you give a fuck. How many mm-hmm. DEI niggas got made money in the past two years? Period. Like, on God. <laughs> But like, how many niggas start whole consulting firms off that shit, selling trains mm-hmm. and not finna work because you can't, right. you can't unracist people. Unfortunately, like mm-hmm. it's not about to work, gang. Like <laughs> niggas was doing a lot of jump, a lot of jumping in twenty twenty. What's changed? They putting up more fake jobs that you can't even apply to because they don't exist. They're not even telling you how much salary it is. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You get punished for giving a fuck. You get punished for having heart. You get punished for trying to stick to shit because you need to eat too. And then you be the nigga asking all the questions while watching niggas who you would think would be more principled take any and everything because it's about to secure in the bag at the end of the day. And everybody need the fucking bag. It's annoying. Thanks. As it stands right now, like if niggas not going to burn it today, then I need to pay my rent. So like, what are you about to do? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Yeah, that's yeah, so true. And I had to post it in the chat because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna let that just drop through the cracks. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's so real. And I, this, 
I mean, I don't even need to add anything to it. You said it. Yeah. I, I guess the answer is uh, in the question too, I guess. Mm. Everybody's going to suffer regardless that we're alive. So like, that's part of the deal. Everybody got to work to some degree. Everybody wants to suffer to some degree. Every Literally everybody. But like, suffering forward? Yeah. Good luck, nigga. Mm. Will you give a fuck? Oh, no. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby oh baby oh <sighs> um so wrapping up here uh i want to be mindful of your time you got a whole last birthday to celebrate today and you got to go see puss in boots too <laughs> i'm gonna send a text out in a second <laughs> um I don't have any really like closing questions, but I mean, I'm just going to open the floor. Like, what should we end on? What's, what's still on hearts and minds? <laughs> um, I mean, obviously want to know what shows, you know, uh, music, anything that you have coming up. I would love to see you perform. Yes. Um, I need yeah. to perform in New York real bad, actually. I don't know how. I'll figure it out. I, th- I could probably figure it out. Kofi, host something playing. in your backyard. Playing yeah, I was York. like, it, yeah, we could talk about it. We're supposed to have an event here for artists, so it's definitely possible. I need to rap in New York. I rapped in New York like twice in my life. Probably. I feel like low key, like if I if I could pop out, if niggas come to New York, like if I come to New York, like people will pop out. Like that's the whole. That's the tito. Like I know somebody tender. <laughs> Uh, you and Evan have a friend who just moved here. Oh, right? fuck. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. twin. Shout out to Ian. My twin. <laughs> my reflection. Yeah, yeah, I've been <laughs> Michael, is um, there any closing thoughts you have um, on your 29th year <laughs> or in general about music? That shit sucked, kind of low key. This was a down year. And I still got some shit off, which is crazy. I co-wrote on like half of my friend's album, Jackie Hayes, over and over out now. I interviewed Pusha T with not even 20, like not even 36 hours of preparation time at all. Got the shit, listened to the album two times, two, like two hours before I had to talk to him. Got that shit off. Did that. Um, still dropped some pretty fire music. I ain't dropped that much music, but I dropped some five. Only played like three shows, but they was good shows. Still down year still makes you happen this year can't be no down year though i feel that you can't do that shit, can't do that shit no more. <laughs> i feel that oh, oh well God. this this is something i wanted to ask i mean mm-hmm. so you talked about you know you touched on the next 10 years and what they're looking like i mean you don't have to say it all right here but like what what would you like for the future to hold let's manifest let's speak it into existence like what are next steps for you that you feel comfortable sharing on a public platform right now? You don't have to share everything, but yeah. What, what would you, where would you like to go in general, like in life, in your career, in the world? Like what's next? I want to put this passport to use. Yeah. I want to, um, I want to get in the film and stop acting like I don't want to get in the film. Um, 
I'd like to I'd like to tour music through the world before it gets too fucked up. That'd be nice. That would be must be nice. That'd be great. Tour would be fucking dope. I still ain't did that. Still ain't did that. Um, I'd like to be sustainable. I like my friends to be sustainable too. Um, I don't know what the fuck the next five finna be bleak as fuck. I don't know what ten finna look like. I hope we here. <laughs> Facts. I hope we're here. I hope my news <laughs> is here still. Like yeah. that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I look too deep into the future. It's got we. It's no point. Yeah, I'm trying to work on the present thing. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Yeah, I feel that. That's a goal for me too, because I'd be trying to plan too much. And the past two years have taught me that, like, you can't do shit about it. Nah. <laughs> Real or the like, universe is gonna have other plans for your plans. Like the world be weighing on niggas. Yeah. Like I didn't niggas be 29 to be so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Niggas is tired, dog. It's like this why niggas be 40 and just be this why the generation before us just be trying to get to the back and like chill at the house. Cause half the time, what do you see people tweet all the time? It's like how the fuck I'm gonna do a revolution when I be I be going home, getting off of work, I don't even want to do nothing. <laughs> they got everybody on a on the wheel, on a on the fucking treadmill, on the hamster wheel. It's good, like the condition, like the regular condition has to be so fucked to where people really be like, fuck it, we're gonna jump out. Cause like eggs are seven a carton, rent's fucking ridiculous. It's about to get worse. It's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. I have no clue. It's already down the interview. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no idea. The niggas got to go because what else is, what other option we got? Exactly. And uh, last thing promo any upcoming drops? Death Prez is coming in March. It's actually happening in March. It's not, we're not playing with it no more. Death Prez is coming in March. That album's coming in March. It's coming in March. It's, it's happening. It's happening. That's happening. And is there a single that's going to be dropping soon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I'm about to drop. Um, I don't even think I can say that for real. It's basically in the can, but it'll all around March, you're going to see the rollout for that. Um, I'm about to drop a single soon, too, in the next couple of weeks. As soon as I get out of mixing, I'm putting this shit up. And, um, I'm trying to be back out by the summertime. I never drop in summer. I'm trying to change that. It's trying to well, drop, period. We will be boosting these releases when they happen. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time on your born day to talk with us. It has truly been an honor. And I'm so happy that this finally happened. We, we finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> you finally got it out. Yeah. <laughs> And we would love to have you on again anytime. You're always welcome. And I just have to take a moment to be my cheesy, emotional Libra self and say that I truly love you so much. You're one of my best friends. I'm so happy that we met. And I hope that you feel so celebrated and energized about the future on your birthday. Like, I know because I'm about to turn 28. Wait, no, I'm about to turn 29 <laughs> this year. 
60. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel it too. I feel fucking tired. I'm tired. tired with like the conditions of the world. I'm tired of fucking working. <laughs> like, <Listen>. but... <laughs> I see why niggas be running back to grad school and shit. That's work too. No, like, damn, niggas be getting their ass beat. They go it's to a different. School. It's a different type of work, honestly. I was telling my oh, mom God. the other day. I was like, "Yo, I haven't worked full time like this in a minute because I've been in school." But like, I truly cherish weekends now. Like, I know why she be staying at the house so much because it's like when the weekend comes, I do not want to do shit. Shit, leave me alone. Leave <laughs> me the fuck alone. <laughs> Yeah, but I do. I hope that you feel energized by the love that you were shown today because you deserve it. And I'm I'm so like deeply grateful to be in community with you, especially like as you're on this journey and as a fan of your music. It's just it's amazing to see you keep going. And, you know, I definitely like I mentioned to you, I want to be in support in any way that I can. So we about to make a TikTok for Pay Me, Sight Me. So maybe we can like make one of your songs pop, hopefully. TikTok it up. That's that's the art, niggas. I, I'm going to keep saying that shit till it happens because that's what we're going to have to do, I guess, to yeah. get this shit moving. <laughs> we have to move it, maneuver it. Did I take my prep today? I don't remember. I do this shit every day. I look at it like, that take that? I don't remember. It'll be okay. Kobe, I love you, you so much. Um, did you Kobe, have it's any- nice to finally meet you too. Any final yeah. thoughts? Uh, nah, it was great to meet you too, though. Happy birthday. I hope it's amazing. Um, if you want to perform in New York, let me know. Maybe we can make something happen. And me too. Yeah. And also, Kofi does a little rapping himself. He I do. Yes. Actually, it's funny. Evan and I were going to make an EP. But I need to check in with him, actually. But yeah. Potential cola. Hello. Hello. <laughs> no, Kobe got bars. I heard him freestyle. In yeah. <laughs> no, I'm decent. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand on that. I, I am decent. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe, where are you from, Kobe? Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, you're yeah. from North Carolina City. For yeah. Sure. I need to go to North Carolina. Yeah. It's a North Carolina-ass show. I've never... <laughs> I need South to go. for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> the South gonna hold it down. The South gonna hold it down. One day we will all be in North Carolina together. I gotta make mm. that happen. It's gonna be outside, out. too. Yeah, Bojangles. Oh God. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. I still have See? Okay. This summer... <laughs> Has to be the summer you have Bojangles. Like it's about to be a hundred degrees. <laughs> yes. Hot as fuck. With a large sweet tea. I don't like sweet tea. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. I was gonna say, you know, Bojangles coming out with the spike lemonade or no, 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 iced tea. Yeah. They, they gonna spike like they gonna have liquor. I think so. That's what I saw. They can do that. Is this allowed? Uh, it's Bojangles. <laughs> you got me. I did not. <laughs> I did not hear about that, but that's so funny. Hey, bugger! It's not New Orleans, so you can pull up and get like fucking uh, margaritas in a drive-through in New Orleans. I know you could do that, but like they about to just have like the spike. They gonna mm. put niggas in danger. It's gonna be two of me gonna be drunk as shit. Get the oh, my- spike lemonades. It's dangerous. That's so. North Carolina. Oh, you sent the link. It's in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Not it's in the chat. 
Oh. All they right. Bugging. <laughs> it's like, these guys ain't they slick trying to make this bullshit affordable. Oh, my God. make it so, so. Well, well, they said. Right, Where can we yeah. find the poetry? No, 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 hold on, oh, hold on. Where can, sorry. Where can, can we find the poetry yet? Yeah, I would have. You, you can't. <laughs> That's gone. That's over with. That's OV. It was on the slam. It was, it was a slam thing. That shit's done. I don't think niggas was documenting none of that. Mm. Sorry, it's page poetry. No. You had to be there. You know, you, you literally had to be there. You had to be there. Okay. <laughs> But you can listen to one of the multiple songs written by the Michael Penn II <laughs> uh, on Crash Prez everywhere. Yeah. And Jackie Hayes. And listen Slow to Jackie Hayes as well. Listen to Slowpoke. Listen to Death Prez. Listen to Death Sea. Listen to Postulus. Listen to motherfucking Jalarina. Listen to motherfucking. Listen to the game. Listen to my thoughts. We gonna post listen to Y Records. Listen to Davis. Listen to Joshua Virtue. Listen to motherfucking Namdi. Listen to motherfucking. I was just talking again yesterday. Listen to the teens. Everybody. And thank you for listening to Pay Me PMCM. Wherever you find your podcast. It's my birthday. I'm so tired. Okay. I'm going to eat All these wings right, and cash out. Not at this very moment, but yeah, we just, we just playing this shit low. Playing this shit light. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me on this job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>